Before we get started with this next episode, if you'd like to support the podcast, please visit anchor.fm forward slash Lilith's Left Hand. There are links for the new website, lilithsleftthand.com, where you can follow the blog and any other happenings at Lilith's Left Hand. You can share on various social media through the Anchor site, and please consider subscribing there at any of your favorite podcatchers and rate and review us if the opportunity exists for you anything you can do to support the show would be greatly appreciated take good care of yourself Jessica and co-host Emma. Hello, people. <laughs> yeah, it's been about a week since we have uh, put something out for you guys. And we were thinking about in our first episode, we talked about a lot of different things that maybe we should go into depth about for those of you that might not be um, hip to our lingo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're going to do a, like a three-part little mini-series this month where we have kind of give some information um, about grounding, shadow work, and like the dual nature of energy because we think we talked a lot about that in the first episode. Right, Emma? Yeah, and I think like for many people, they'll probably already be aware. But for people who may be new or maybe just want a different perspective, because we're all different and individual. So, yeah, I think it'll be good. Yeah, and I think that um, depending on pe- where people are coming from, because there are people in the witchcraft community that don't really um, have a lot of verbiage for meditation. Yeah. Um, or people in that, you know, and so grounding, I think, although it is important to all of I would say everything esoteric. <laughs> all and even not esoteric. Exactly. All things. Yes. Right? So important to have grounding. And it might mean different things to different people. So we thought we would just talk about what grounding is, what we mean when we talk about grounding and how, how we use grounding in our lives. Yeah. And I think for people even who maybe don't practice witchcraft or any form of magic, um, you know, grounding in our everyday lives is a great tool to de-stress and just give yourself that space when people are being annoying or when a circumstance is being particularly stressful. It's just really good self-care. Yeah, I learned about grounding in yoga. Like I've been doing yoga since I had my first kiddo. So after that, for 10 years. And I'm getting my teacher training certificate this year too, which is exciting. But anywho, (laughs) that's how I found out about um, grounding. And it, I was was using it in the way that you were saying. Like it was really relaxing and helpful. And it really did help me 
set down in my past. Yeah. It's it's such a good thing to 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 have, a good skill to have. And you know, even when sometimes you know when you're just like really busy in life, like and everything seems to be happening all at once. And sometimes even when that's good, when you want all of those things to happen, it can still kind of you can get carried away with it all. And so grounding is a really good thing, a really good skill to have to just bring yourself back down and you know, and then you can tackle anything. Yeah, the bringing it back down is so important for me. I have like spent so much of my life getting completely overwhelmed with the myriad things that I need to check off every day, right? And so like sometimes I would be taking in all this energy. And I always said, I would say to, you know, Paul, like, oh my God, I feel like I am up here and put my hand way up above my head. And it was just because of all of, all of this craziness of that is life, right? And I hadn't been to, and so when I started a regular daily grounding practice, um, every time that I'm not doing grounding and I'm having a busy day, it happens, and I'm like, oh, I, it feels frenetic. Yeah. And, you know, I work with autistic children in my day job and it's really good for those guys, especially the ones who might um, also have a diagnosis of, I don't know, ADHD. It's just so good because then it gives them that mind space to kind of be able just to be, you know, so. Yeah. And as for people like that work with children, have children, I mean, seriously, if you're with anyone, honestly, if you're not doing your grounding practice and you're not bringing down that frenetic energy, you are likely causing, uh, like getting that onto other people. And so like in my house, when I am feeling that way, it's, it, it kind of like, it just folds into itself yeah. making itself worse because then my kids are starting to feel it and then yeah. and it's just like amping it up and up and up and I know a lot of it I mean I remember that happening to my mom when I was a yeah kid. yeah it does doesn't it like but even beyond that if we think about our place in the world and for me I'm an animist and so like you know there's no separating animism from anything else um, it's all kind of interlinked. And so if we think about the energies we're putting out in the world um, and even in the spaces where we kind of go to relax. So I go to a woods. I've got like this little space in the woods that I go to. And um, but and it's usually really good at kind of helping to soothe. But you still need to do those grounding exercises. And in fact, going to the woods to do those grounding exercises is like perfection. It's the best place yes. in the world. <laughs> because but, it's harmonious energies that already yeah. exist that you get to like kind of get in tune with them. Yeah. So it helps us get in tune with them. Yeah, exactly. And then so as an animist, if I'm feeling really stressed for whatever reason, um, even if it's that stress is caused by good things like work, if things are going well at work or, you know, or you're just super busy because lots of projects are kind of coming to fruition, you know, it's good, but it's still stressful. And then that impacts everything else, not just my practical life, but also my spiritual practices and the way I go about spirit work. It affects all of that because it's an energy, isn't it? And for me, spirit work is an energy as well. And so grounding is necessary. (laughs) I think having an animist perspective or an animist framework uh, for life is really, really helpful. Um, 
for so many reasons. Uh, obviously, it is such an old way of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, the, the idea that now we're not connected to anything seems like a, a very new idea. Yeah. Uh, and for so, me, that idea is intrinsically linked to capitalism. You know, the capitalist uh, yeah. uh, structure makes us feel that actually we're not linked. It's all about the individual. When the reality is, you know, we've become divorced from connections with people, connections to land, to all of that stuff. And um, so animism for me is a way of pushing back against that. Yeah, and acknowledging what that our energy mixing with other energies actually does make a difference and we can live in a way that is harmonious for ourselves yeah and like being completely detached from that is um I want to say sad but I mean it in the way of like depressing yeah because for me when I started doing all this grounding you know I think that there's a huge part of being a person that is a part of you that is like existential loneliness. Um, And so really feeling the earth as something that you can connect with and have a relationship with. And then when you are dealing with that hard stuff or trying to bring yourself down, it's like a handhold or, I mean, it's a place to feel safe. It's like a container for safety. Yeah, that's precisely what it is, you know. And it's just so needed. I think a lot of the problems we see in the world at the moment are because we've become divorced from that connection to all of those other energies, to the land, to each other, to the spirits, to the ancestors. You know, and I think slowly people are starting to come back around to it. Um, You know, animism, like you said, is an old idea. It's not new. However, you know, a lot of people who maybe aren't into spirituality or witchcraft or magic um they don't necessarily know but then when you talk to them about it they go oh yeah you know they start to understand and draw on their own experiences yeah and and like I remember talking to my dad one time and kind of trying to like he's asking me how I'm doing and what I'm up to and I'm I'm trying to give him kind of an idea of what's going on with me right so I we were talking about my beliefs and like uh, like communicating with spirits yeah. and like, I never talk mean? about beliefs with my dad oh. <laughs> I'm not opening that can of worms oh man I was like I, I was talking to my tree and blah 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 and 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 he he thinks it's so uh like he he thinks it's really weird. Um, but then I could pinpoint times cause my dad loves to be in the woods. He loves nature. He loves like all things animals, right? Like, um, he is just like this outdoor guy. And so I mentioned what it meant to sit with this tree. And then I asked him about it. And then he went through his life and was talking to me about how he remembers this time where he went hunting because we grew like he grew up yeah. in Pennsylvania and we hunted for like yeah. He my hunted da- for yeah it sounds a lot like my dad <laughs> yeah and they like I think there is this idea that people that hunt um don't like nature 
or something, <laughs> or like are mean and kill shit. It's like, but it's different than and than eating your food and doing it. Yeah. Um, and so oftentimes he, when people say that to me, because I talk, my dad calls himself like a poacher. You know, it's not anymore, but it. You know, and so when I tell people about that, and they'll go, "Oh, that's so cool," but they eat meat. And where's their meat coming from? It's coming from like pa- nicely packaged in the supermarket. But you know, those poor animals have been factory farmed, they've been slaughtered, and you know. Yes, it's that whole thing about like capitalism removing us from where we were. So now um, your hands are clean if you buy yeah. it from the grocery store, even though you're, the animals are not treated well, even though that kind of energy is getting into you, you could support a local farm. Like, but because of capitalism, we got rid of all the, like all of that stuff. Yeah. People like their cheap meat, don't they? (laughs) Yes. And I live in Oregon. So like, I feel like there's a lot of resurgence of trying to get people in touch with local food and, and, meat that is uh raised at local farms that you can go and see and that you can either butcher yourself or have somebody go and do it for you i didn't mean to like go into like hunting and stuff no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so my dad so i guess this all goes back to the fact that my dad what although he did hunt when he was a kid because we or younger because yeah. we all ate that's what we ate um he really did have this connection with yeah. nature. And he, as soon as we, I was talking to him about it, he he could vocalize times that that happened to him in his life and he understood it. And later in the conversation, he mentioned, like, when I die, I'm going to come to you as a bear and you'll know that it's yeah. me because he described the way he would look. And I was like, you, you yeah. get it. You just like to pretend. I think a lot know. of people... Like, once you break it down to them, I used to work in retail and I used to work with this woman and she was lovely, um, as you know, but she was very much a conservative Christian and like anything that was kind of, I don't know, out there was just a big no. And I can remember her um, father sadly passed away and she was telling me uh, when she was able to a few weeks later she told me she'd gone out and she'd bought a nice rose bush and she'd planted it in a garden and she goes out every morning and she's you know speaks to her father you know at the rose bush and I'm like come on <laughs> can you not see what that is <laughs> yeah it's like like I think that sometimes people have this idea that magic um, is something other than their regular. Like you, ha- it has to contain all these rules. It has to be a ritual um, that you have learned from someone else. Uh, and so when when you when you point out all of these little all of the stuff to people about spirit they're like oh yeah i totally believe in that oh yeah i totally understand uh but the way that you talk about it is weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I know i i i I like that the truth is for most of us there are people that we can talk to about it and put it in words that make sense for them and i think grounding as one of those practices yeah like a fundamental yeah absolutely because then people want you explain it to them and I don't know give them a simple exercise to do or you know give them some hints and tips they actually realize that they can do it it's not weird and it's actually beneficial to them 
And I think once people see the benefits it gives them, then it's like, okay, I'm going to do this. And like, I think that, so I teach classes and you teach classes and we have taught uh, people how to do grounding exercises and worked with people. And I keep finding that there is um, a discussion that needs to come before we talk about grounding or uh-huh. before we do the grounding exercise. Yes. I think that people often want to, they make it so that you have to have certain boxes checked in order yeah. to do it. So they make it harder than it needs to be. Yeah. Like I, somebody, I was like, okay, um, one of my practices to teach people is to grow roots. And so the person was like, well, I can't go outside. And then we had to talk about like, it's not necessary and you can yeah. do it anywhere you want. Yeah. And if you're not a visual person, so I have some people that aren't visual. I'm very visual. Yeah. And I think it's helpful to explain to people in a visual way and then they can turn it into what it works like for yeah. them. Yeah. I think when we talk, when we begin to work with people on grounding, you know, we can express how it comes across to us. But then part of the work is finding a way that makes it make sense to them, you know? Yes. So don't second guess yourself when you're doing the grounding exercise, telling yourself that you're doing it wrong because you can't actually visualize roots going down. Instead, just listen to the words, list, like try. And then when things start coming to you, then go with that. Like I have somebody that can't grow roots, right? It doesn't feel right. But then if you sit on a tree, you can visualize the roots going down and then you're touching the tree. Or some people, when I do grounding on them, like energy work, roots come and grow around people and pull them into the earth yeah. or through people um, <laughs> and all these beautiful things. So if you're sitting and you're doing a grounding exercise and it doesn't look the way it's being described to you, that's okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because there's like no one way, is there? And I think sometimes people get hung up on that. There's no one way for anything in life. And even more so when it comes to witchcraft and the stuff that we do as practitioners, there's so many ways and there's a beauty in that variation. And if it doesn't work the first time, that doesn't mean it will never work. Yeah. Um, and so we are today going to do a three minute grounding exercise. We're just doing a quickie three minute exercise so that we can kind of go into what we're doing, like what we do. But I do them up to like an, I can do them up for an hour. And when I teach classes, I have a couple different ones recorded that are just specifically different ways to do grounding. Um, So if it's something that calls to you, then look it up on Spotify, but you can find like 500 (laughs) exercises on there. So if this one, if, you know, three minutes is not a lot, um, but it's, it is enough time. I mean, if you spent three minutes every day. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, for some people who are new as well and may have never done it, sometimes I tell my students to build it up because they can struggle to either find that time, which often it can be, I don't know, not an excuse. I don't want to say it's an excuse because it's not. But we have so many pressures on our day-to-day lives that we sometimes think that we don't have time when we can make time. There's things we can easily give up. So three minutes is, a, you know, it's a short amount of time, but 
it's a good beginning step. Anybody can find three minutes, you know? I, yeah, I, I just want to say I cannot accept that as a thing that, I mean, I'll hear hear it. Yeah. But like, I have some response to that too, because I had a 40 hour a week job. Yeah, same. Three kids. (laughs) um, I have all this stuff to do. Yeah. And I remember saying, I can't find the time. Yes. And my mentor was like, yes, you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so what I found out was when I started yeah, you did doing find it, the time. <laughs> I did find the yeah. time. And what actually happened was doing the practice, I felt like I was creating time. Yeah. I had so much less time wasted on me running around like a chicken with my head cut off, not yeah. knowing what to do with myself because I really tended to bringing myself back. Yeah. So I actually, instead of me just spending 10 minutes to do things by myself I actually created a whole bunch more space in yeah. my life and I think once people start even if it is just for like three minutes five minutes once they because anybody can find that time once they start and they start seeing the benefits from it and they start seeing how important it is as a practice as an exercise then they then their priorities begin to change and then they find the time. So instead of watching shitty TV for half an hour, they might then use that half an hour for something that is more beneficial. But, you know, they have to start somewhere. And sometimes you don't know how beneficial it's going to be until you give it a try. <laughs> yeah, so give it a try for five minutes. And if you like it, just keep, just stay there. Yeah. You yeah. know, and if your body or your mind feels like it's going somewhere or you have feelings happening and coming up, then you just pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. And I think I feel like once you start, it's then easier to find that time because you see how beneficial it is. Yeah. And in addition to there being like stuff for free on Spotify and stuff, like almost all yoga studios I've ever been to have like meditation classes. Yeah. Um, and just little things like that. I know, um, so there's a lot of ways, outlets that you can Yeah, find. like the simplest exercise I give some of my students to do um, is to take their shoes off and just stand outside. If they have a garden, if they have somewhere safe to do so, take your shoes off and just stand outside and just close your eyes and just listen. Everybody listening to this in the next two days <laughs> has to stand outside and listen. Yes. And some, and it doesn't, and I just want to have, a, like, a, there's no, it has to be somewhere quiet. Yeah. No, it's just wherever you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, you don't need to put conditions on it. The only condition is you're doing it. Yeah. Being outside, um, if you can take your shoes off and yeah. get your feet into something. Heck, what if it's concrete, Emma? That's all good. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, it's perfect. There's, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's you're doing it, so it's perfect. <laughs> yes, it is perfect because you're. It's allowing that space for yourself. Yeah, yeah, but then even like as an animist, so you know, for me, animism is about spirit work, and it's about all of that. And when I teach people um, about it in my various courses, and they say, "But I live in the city," and so part of animism for me is. But the spirit's there. So even if all you've got is like a little bit of a paved garden or a patio or concrete, there's earth underneath that, you know. Yes. So like when I do uh, grounding work, 
depending on where I am, I yeah. actually envision my roots growing through the space that I know exists. Yeah. So I'm visually seeing it and then going yeah. like we can just grow like I mean we've all seen dandelions growing in a sidewalk yeah how did they do it I know right <laughs> <laughs> but that's like a really good analogy because it's it happens you know yeah and so, so people, you don't... I think you're right we don't need to put conditions on what we're doing just do it yeah and we're living in the like in the universe with the universe and so yeah of course you could own your own 100 acres and then really commune with your own yeah how lovely would that be (laughs) right (laughs) you don't need to own the land you don't need to be completely by yourself you can go to a public park and do it around other people it's completely acceptable it's not I think that it's not weird and I think that we should be allowed should I would like it if we could all be allowed to um, remove those thoughts from our head. Yeah. Like, do you want it to be weird for people to sit and do grounding exercises in the park? No, it should be normal. And the thing is, like, yeah. when we talk about weirdness and, like, I fully own my weirdness. Like, at my day job, everybody knows full well what I do. And it can sound a little bit weird, but then they're all super interested in it. And they're all – I give people at work, like, I'm kind of – converting people into an animist way of being without them really knowing it <laughs> that's my mission in life <laughs> mine too, mine too. <laughs> but yeah it's not weird to do it and I feel at first you might feel self-conscious um and that's normal because you're putting yourself out of your comfort zone um but you know I think the more you do it the the less you care about what others think and that's liberating yeah, and, in itself. And it's kind of going along with like, what is it that you want for the world? You want it to be okay to go sit in the park and like, you know, do grounding exercises by yourself. So yeah. if you want that to exist, then you model that yeah. as being a behavior that could exist. And so like culture is all based on a collective agreement that that is something that we want or don't want. And so if so many of us could let go of yeah. the culture that we don't agree with or the parts of culture that we yeah. are not interested in and then adopt the parts of culture that we want, like then instead of I always I just like this I don't remember my my, Paul told me about this guy who was talking about north like placing yourself in the universe Mm -hmm. and um, knowing where you are and so every day for me it sounds like every day when you do a grounding exercise you're placing yourself where you want to be in the universe Um, you know where and this isn't you don't have to know where you're north east west and south is but I think um, once you start doing grounding think about it. I mean, every, uh, my phone has an app that tells me in which direction, I mean, you, it's really easy to find out and it is really helpful as you get to, as you move. Um, but like our culture and the news or the things that we are looking at, um, has really taken over that Mm -hmm. for us. So news, North, East, West, South, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's changing where we are in the universe. So sometimes we get to pick where we are. Um, Every day, I mean, we get to pick where we are, not sometimes. And so doing this grounding exercise is like reminding yourself 
that you are you. You're not the culture or the news. And then what is it that you want to bring to the table? Yeah. And also just a quick word. If someone is really conscious about spending time outside and doing this stuff in public, because I get for some people their anxieties might, you know, it can be a, a really serious barrier. Um, but, you know, if you think about it, if you're doing these grounding exercises in the public place, in a park, really, what does it look like you're doing for, you know, it's not, you're not doing anything actually weird. <laughs> Do you know what I yeah, mean? You're not taking like <laughs> a bunch of candles to the crossroads with like a jar. Though I do do that too sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I think we should normalize that as well. <laughs> but you could start by just sitting in a park. You yeah. can keep your eyes open. Grounding does not require, yeah. like I do silent sitting every day and I do it with my eyes open uh, because it, that's the way I like to do it. You can do a grounding exercise with your eyes open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's just, a, it's a lot of us talking about thinking, like giving up some of the stuff that like those filters that we create that we yeah. need to live by, even though we didn't actually agree to those <laughs> cultural yeah, and, norms. You know, it's something I've spoken about before in um, in my articles and in some of the books that I've written, you know, and I talk about the slave body and I can't remember where I heard that concept before. I'll have to try and find it um, and add it to like, I don't know the notes or something, but it's about, um, and particularly for people who do hard manual labor, you know, often up to 12 hours a day, they go to work, they come home, they're absolutely shattered. You know, they just want to sit down, maybe watch some shitty TV because it's mind numbing. And, you know, they're already thinking about what they've got to do tomorrow. And so it's easy to get caught up in that cycle of getting up, going to work, coming home, having some food, watching some crappy TV and then doing it all again the next day. Um, and it's hard to kind of break out of that cycle because you can be so tired, you can be all of those things. And so, like, this is where the short exercises can come in so useful. You know, we talk about three minutes and five minutes, um, but for those people who maybe don't have that time because they're just knackered all the time, um, they're just so tired all the time, then that those short kind of exercises can be a step into it it's a way in it's a way to you know you're not sacrificing too much anybody can find three minutes five minutes yeah because you're not it's not going to be like you meditated for three minutes and now your life has changed and you don't have to work 12 hours like we all got to live in the real the reality of things um but i guess it's just us changing the way we uh, respond to the re to reality. Yeah, and I think those changes do have to start small, otherwise then we kind of isolate people for who they really become beneficial for, you know. Starting small, especially when people may be new to this, or, you know, so they're already new, but they're interested, but they're also tired all the time. Those short exercises is a way in. It's a way to start. It's a starting point, you know, to be Yeah, because if on. you're hearing about it, you know, I think the universe works in all kinds of fun ways and things come into our lives when we need them. Yeah. So the short ones are good to get started. So if you can get started on the little ones, but if you like it, just sit there longer, you know, um, and get out, get your thoughts into the outside every day. Yeah. Even if you physically can't go outside, you know, grow yeah. those roots down 
think about the outside stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, what else? What else do you think is are like issues or problems that people find with grounding? Um, I often find that. How can I put it? I think people sometimes have an internal fear, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes, for sure. I've had people say, well, like do when I've done Reiki and do grounding, that it makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and the thing is, I think sometimes when we talk about these practices, sometimes when you say grounding, and it goes back to what we were saying about labels and stuff before and how they can turn some people off. Sometimes if, you know, if you say grounding to someone, they might think, oh, you know, it's all this airy-fairy love and light nonsense what is this shit you know that that's what they might generally think and so there's a part of um the connotation that the label brings to it and then like like I don't need that yeah like I have definitely heard people say that they like hate love like they're like and they're not saying that they don't like love and light like they're saying well, no, they are saying that they don't like love and light. Like they have to live always in shadows. And I'm like, well, that's yeah. Neither neither extreme is healthy. Yeah, like that's like the whole point of people. Like we're just struggling to try and find balance. Not the whole point of people, but I mean, like most of our lives are just us struggling to find balance. Yeah, and so I think there's a fear that comes with grounding. Either you know the fear that you're going to start doing something that goes against what you think or feel. Um, Or, I don't know, sometimes there's a fear in relinquishing what is known because it's safe and comfortable. Like, even when it's not comfortable, it's comfortable because you know it and it's familiar, you know. And so I feel sometimes, or certainly what I've encountered in some of my students and even myself, is that when you introduce these ideas and you introduce these practices and then people start to feel these different feelings there's a a fear attached with that even when those feelings are good just because it's different and the the fear is what's what's next what does it lead to yeah because we always have to be getting somewhere yeah yeah precisely (laughs) which is a funny thing because grounding for the sake of just grounding is enough in itself right and it doesn't have to lead to more and you don't have like and, and I have a lot of people that are afraid they're doing it wrong. I'm like, yeah. are you sitting there? You're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, my gosh, my brain is like being overtaken by these things. And you're like, well, can work into Yeah. Like, and then also I think there's the fear of they're doing nothing, you know. And, you know, it links back to capitalism again. I'm sorry if I bang on about capitalism. Oh, no, or not, please. But, you know, it's shit. <laughs> but I feel yeah, because like you're wasting your time. Yeah. We're taught, even in schools, you know, we're taught you have to do this, this and this. You have to achieve. You have to progress. You have to do something next, you know. And so it becomes ingrained in us, even though as humans, that's not natural for us to always be thinking about the progression, you know. And this is why grounding is so important, because it's actually okay to take this time. There doesn't need to be an end result, you know. And the reason can be just because you want to. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be because you're furthering. I mean, 
the truth is <laughs> you actually are doing really good things for yourself. Yeah, you are. And, um, but you, you don't even have to be like, I'm improving myself yeah. or I'm finding myself. You don't have to say those things. Like you don't even have to think it because I think there is that fear too of like, being made fun of or being the weird one or like not you know um and I think that's less true now than it ever has been but I still I I still hear that shit yeah yeah and I, I suppose it depends what circles you move in as well so for most of us you know we talk about working class we talk about middle class we talk about all you know race and all of those things but when we think about ourselves as people we're we're so multifaceted that you know so for me like when I'm with my work colleagues I mean I'm pretty open about what I do obviously otherwise I wouldn't be doing podcasts and writing and all that but you know I certainly have friends who are getting into it like I had a close friend and she's getting into it and she went through a really tough breakup um, a relationship breakup and part of that was because she didn't feel comfortable doing all of these things that were new to her, but she'd been wanting to do for a long time. And she'd worked up the courage and the confidence to get to a point where she was starting to be open about these things. And it was just like shut down. Do you know what I mean? So there's yeah. that fear as well of what's going to happen. Is it going to uproot your life? Is it going to make these things that are negative? But actually, you know, they're, they're negative at the time when you're going through them because it's hurtful and it's hard but actually in the long in the big bigger picture in the the scheme of things they're they're good things well and there's that like I know so many people want to do the thing and then all of a sudden their life changes um but it it, it's you know like we've said before like it's a practice and so it involves you doing things and making choices and and bringing things into your life and letting go of things it's not that it's not just you can do three minutes a day and then if if your whole life didn't change in a week then you should definitely stop yeah no don't give up (laughs) like yeah like so we don't want to put too much pressure on it in the way does that make sense yeah yeah but I think all of those things fall into you know the the fear Yeah, the fear of not being a valid person anymore because you're believing something that is not acceptable for colonialism. I'm I'm saying that because I really do think that it has a lot to do, like capitalism and colonization. They go hand in hand, hand in hand, and that is when you don't get one without the other. (laughs) Yeah, and if you don't believe the things that the culture that they are providing believe then you're not valid so like doing this thing is kind of well then so yeah 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 I I, I meditate um and but but you know I am I have a degree in this and I do this job so now you can take my advice from doing this does that make sense like yeah. I still have to have all of my validity in the system so that I can prove that it's okay for me to do this for three minutes. Yeah. And I used to work for a really large telecommunications company. I hated that job. It was awful. But, <laughs> you know, people talk about that company and I won't mention it, but people talk about that company and they go, oh, but they treat their employees so great, you know, and I suppose on the surface of it, it looks like they do, like they would have mindfulness sessions and 
you know, things like that. And you think, oh, that sounds lovely, but they're doing it to increase your productivity. It's not in your work day. It's like during your break or something. Do you know what I mean? And they're doing it for a reason. It's not because they want you to become spiritually awakened or whatever you want to call it. They would just want you to (laughs) answer more calls. (laughs) And it doesn't fit in to the system of everything is black and white and good and bad. Yeah. And um, like I was at a job that I had to teach people how to use a system that I helped create. And so I had to create some rules for that. But I didn't want to have too many rules uh, because computers do that. Algorithms do that. And so the job that was being done was being done by people who have nuanced thought Uh that bring everything together but like that is not the way that is good for these systems that you want quick validation you want to make changes yeah like um and so everything is either a zero or a one and so you can't look at everything collectively to make a decision because there is no nuance and I think that that is really like and I get it. I know that that's why the I, I get why this is happening in the world yeah. because now everything is computer based and everything has to be, you know, you have to pick A or B and like yeah. A if blah blah blah. Like yeah, of course we can make all these caveats for changing it, but it doesn't. We don't get to use our full brains, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and we see that echoed in like so many random and obscure ways that I don't eat meat I'm a vegetarian I've been like a vegetarian since I've been about seven and (laughs) when you tell people this like people still find it weird okay it's totally not um but people find it weird but then when you're talking to them about it they'll go well what about when it's what if there was a disaster and there was nothing to eat what would you eat then I'm like I'd probably eat you mate (laughs) you know (laughs) But it's like what you're saying, it's either this or this. There can't be anything in between. And I feel like we need to change that. And I feel grounding helps give us perspective to see that nuance. Yes, I think grounding is like one of the steps, even if it's the only step, and helping finding our... I don't want to say humanity because it's not our humanness, but as our like relation to the universe. And we don't always get that outside and we have less and less nuance. Like it's one thing or the other. And uh, for so many things that this, you know, grounding maybe will help us not maybe, it definitely does, help us put things in a perspective where we can see multiple perspectives instead of just our own. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's that's a really nice way of putting it. It doesn't just need to be this way or that way. There are many ways in between. Oh, and the last thing I want to say before about grounding before we do the exercise is like I see grounding. So I do energy work, and um, I I love talking about energy. Um, I see grounding as a really important tool for be able to for being able to have. I'm sorry if everyone can hear that. It's just my annoying dog downstairs, probably barking at a fly or something. It makes me laugh. It was growling at a snail the other day. Like honestly. 
I had a dog that would bark at bubbles. So they were, she was so scared of bubbles. Oh my gosh, Olive, I miss you. Uh, uh, the, so the thing I wanted to say about grounding is it gives us more space. So, I, I mean, a lot of us hear people say like, oh, I'm going to make space for this or this is creating space for this. What does that mean? Um, and in a way, it is allowing ourselves to have – so it helps bring us our energy back down, but it also allows us to, like, move more energy through us. And so, like, it, it's like grounding your electricity at home. Like, your wire has to be grounded. Yes. <laughs> So like when you're pulling things in and we're moving through life, we are really getting so much energy from outside. A lot of it is not ours. A lot of it might be blowing us up. It's not getting out. It's getting stuck. And doing these grounding exercises is a way to allow some of those energies that stuff that causes us to feel frenetic to move out because really we're not alone we're with the earth where, yeah, and, and all and the spirits that reside there <laughs> all of the amazing spirits that reside there and they help yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> um anything else that we want to talk about before we do just a three minute grounding no, I think we should jump straight into the three minute grounding. I feel, right. and then people will, for people who are new, then they will think, okay, I get what they're they're talking about. Yeah, and, and then for guys, people, yeah, if they want us to do a longer one, I'm happy to do. Like someday we'll talk about protection, and then I'll yeah. do a really long protection one, which is my favesies. But yeah, um, yeah. so let us know if yeah. you want to hear more grounding stuff because it's fun. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, let us know. All right. I didn't really prepare anything other than having this song, so we'll see how it goes. I'm going to do it as... So Jessica's going to lead it, and I'm going to take part two, because why not? Of course. We need it for the day. (laughs) Well, so we're going to try, like, you know, in in our little mini-series that I discussed, Emma and I, and probably not in our mini-series, because this is the kind of shit we do... are gonna are gonna share things like this with you guys on this podcast so everybody go ahead and get uh comfortable uh and it doesn't mean you have to go to your favorite chair but if you can that's all the better okay so everybody get comfortable close your eyes if you want i like i'm gonna close my eyes all right and i'm just going to play some music in the background So as you're sitting there, you're letting yourself feel yourself breathe deeper. In through your nose. And allow yourself to fill up your lungs. And as you're sitting and relaxing, I want you to feel yourself getting heavier, heavier into your seat or your feet if you're standing and feel whatever it is that's beneath you your chair, the earth and with each breath out you feel that getting heavier and heavier We're 
with your next breath out, I want you to think about growing roots like a tree or like a mushroom out the bottom of your seat or your feet and just think about them moving towards the earth through your chair, through the space between your chair and the floor, eventually reaching into the earth. And as you slowly breathe, continue letting those roots grow deeper and further out, touching rocks and earth, moving outward. And on your next breath in, imagine energy from the earth moving through the roots up into your body. And with each exhale, you just let that energy sit inside your body, swirling around your seat, your feet. And with each inhale breath in, more energy is coming up through the earth into your roots and in up through your body and continue that cycle of breath. With your next exhale out, allow all of that energy to flow back down through your body, back into the earth. And thank the earth and slowly grow your roots back up through the earth and into your body. And take a few breaths there and ask yourself how you feel. And next time you do a grounding exercise, it can be longer, preferably, because that felt super short to me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm almost done. Um, and so when you feel like you're pulling energy up, you can keep it into your body, right? Or you could give it back. That's up to you, cycling energy. So when you breathe in, you're pulling in energy. And when you breathe out, you can be giving energy. Or you could be pulling it in and kind of replenishing yourself. Yeah, because sometimes we need that. Yeah. And then when you're replenishing yourself, you're replacing that energy. Sometimes you're replenishing, filling up, but sometimes you're pulling in energy and cycling it through and you can see things or just when I say you can see things, go ahead and mean like envision, right? Imagine. Some people might automatically be able to see it. Some people might not. So envision, imagine, consider, 
<laughs> that when you have that energy coming in from the earth and it's moving through you, it's dusting out the cobwebs of things yes. that you don't want. And then when you breathe out, you can envision the breath, the, the energy that's leaving. It could be a different color. It could feel like things are moving out. And so when you want to do that, you can pull that up into yourself, clean yourself out and give it back. And you just say thank you and pull yourself back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That was lovely. That was really nice. Oh, good. I was like, it felt too short. I'm I like, know. I mean, uh, so, but it's good for people to start. And then if yeah. they want longer ones, um, there's a billion out there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just a building block, really, isn't it? It's a way in and it's a way to begin to experience those feelings. And then I feel like the more you experience them, the more you want them. And then that's when you start to shift your priorities and all of that kind of stuff. And if, if you're if you got this far and you listened and growing roots wasn't for you, think about a tree that grows roots and you can touch that tree and you can envision, imagine, consider that energy moving. And like the thing is, I can I can feel it. I feel energy move. But I will tell you that I haven't always been that way. Yes. This was a practice. I remember my mentor con like saying to me, like, what are you going to do when stuff is like when the energy is over there and you can't feel it because you don't know yourself? And I was like, what is that even mean? Um <laughs> yeah. And I used to struggle with the the um, growing roots kind of stuff. So what I what I used to do was envision myself sitting with my back against a tree and you can feel it as long as you can feel something however that may translate for you yeah and if you and if you don't have the visual um you can put your thoughts or your feeling your body because I know some people that are more sentient yeah um and 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 then you can feel those in the spots where you're touching something you know and then just think about the heat there and and so like customize it to whatever it is you need and don't imagine that you have to feel it and like know that yeah well I'm just imagining it well yeah isn't that fantastic <laughs> <laughs> I think imagining it is the step to getting it um it's like well, yeah every if we look at like tool. you know <laughs> everything is mental that everything is the mind everything that we can see feel touch that is man-made, that comes from humans. It all started in the mind. It started with an idea. It started with someone's imagination. So imagining stuff isn't, you know, it's not a bad thing. No, it's a wonderful thing. We act like it's only for kids, but really it's for everybody. It's like our, it's like our, I almost say God-given right. It's like the universal <laughs> right of, yeah. of like, like to be able to do that and don't take that away from yourself and don't like ruin that image that you have to be there's some idea that science isn't um is different than like no I am science minded but like all of science like so many scientific innovations are born of of imagination yeah. and creativity uh everything is so so allow yourself to have that imagination and creativity yes <laughs> all right friends thanks for hanging out with us again and we will be back to do an episode on shadow work next oh, week i love shadow work i'm excited for that one 
I am too. I'm excited for all of Well, them. me too, yeah. I'm an I'm a nerd like that. I love everything. <laughs> and that is why we're sharing our conversations with people because this is like what Emma and I get together to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a Sometimes for hours. <laughs> yes. Our partners are like, What happened? Sorry. <laughs> hey guys, we'll see you in a week. Bye. Bye.